because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things. 24-7 Comedy Radio. I want to do horror stuff with my friends. Step out of that shit like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Click the Amazon link on SeanTGreen.com to support the Green Room today. And now, live from Silver Lake, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on SeanTGreen.com, presented by our good friends over at 247Comedy.com. Make sure you check them out, 247 Comedy Radio. Affiliates all over the place. And, of course, make sure you get that iHeartRadio app and the uh, listen to the iHeart Comedy channel. They got uh, 24-7 streaming comedy, stand-up comedy all the time. I know you guys are dying for a laugh, and I'm also dying to mention our other sponsor, Amazon. It's really easy to uh, support the show via Amazon. You just go to SeanTGreen.com, click that little Amazon banner, and then, uh, yeah, we get a little cut of whatever you get from Amazon. Appreciate that. Help uh, keep the Green Room Slush Fund uh, going. I'd like to welcome on my left-hand man, Mr. Logan Lystico. Logan, what's going on? Happy same-sex kiss day, Sean. <laughs> I like that. Appreciate that, Logan. Appreciate you throwing out the same-sex kiss day. Uh, we're gonna speaking of same sex. We're gonna keep the uh, same sex trio alive by uh, welcoming on our guest as well, Mr. Andrew Slater. What's happening, man? Not much. How's it going? I didn't know it was same sex kiss day. Yeah, That's... I didn't get the uh, I didn't get the memo as well. I'm assuming. No. I'm gonna to take your word for it though. It's anti. Uh, I guess gay couples are supposed to go to Chick Fil A today, which is actually tomorrow as of right. this recording. And, uh, Doing a little time traveling. And also uh, give them money, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, you see it's like everyone's order? falling for this whole Chick-fil-A publicity stunt. That's all it is. Yeah, no, it is pretty hilarious. Uh, they, there was the whole protest of Chick-fil-A. Everyone was getting really fired up because of the uh, Chick-fil-A CEO, his comments, uh, not supporting uh, gay marriage. And then now, and then everyone... Um, you know, everyone who's for gay marriage was like really outraged, just twittering and facebooking away, getting super fired up about it. Mentioning Chick Fil A, of course. Yeah, it's yeah. like word out about Chick Fil A. Right, and then even if you're for gay marriage, you just hear Chick Fil A every 25 seconds. It's I've I've gotten hungry just reading tweets and Facebook posts the past couple <laughs> 24 hours, yeah. and then now once you, it's the same thing with like Sarah Palin. If the if like the left hadn't gotten so fired up about how dumb Sarah Palin was and how awful she was, people wouldn't have rallied around her. But like it's the same thing with Chick Fil A. Like, so people are saying, "Oh, this is awful. It's an abomination." Sorry, just for some reason the thing stopped recording. There might be a little jump there in the edit, but don't worry, guys. We're gonna we're gonna be able to keep this together. Um, yeah, no, the whole idea is okay. You're protesting Chick Fil A, but it, like I said, with it's the same way with Sarah Palin in that you ostracize someone and just like make them up to be like this martyr basically you create a martyr and then everyone who is conservative just rallies around this person like oh my god you can't do this to sarah palin she's one of us she's in the same way with chick-fil-a sure. they-, well, they broke a record with how many sales they had with the counter exactly protest. but i i when they opened that one on uh what is it uh sunset and la brea yeah yeah highland or whatever it is 
I was like this close because when they open a Chick Fil A, they have like a promotional thing. Yes. Where if you're the first so many people, you get free Chick Fil A for a year. Right. And I oh. was like this close. I like I didn't do it. There's some things fell through. I was supposed to have like someone to camp out overnight with me. And some things <laughs> fell through, but I would have done it. I would have been this close, and then this sh- stuff would have come down. About Chick Fil A, now you're not allowed to go to Chick Fil A anymore. I would have killed somebody. I wouldn't care. They could be sending money to Al Qaeda. I'd still be going to Chick Fil A. I had it for free. For that would be that would you would be um, yeah. All the people who got Chick Fil A for free are yeah. now in this precarious situation. It's of, easy to boycott Chick Fil A when you got to pay. For, but if you're getting it for free, I don't know if I could. Right? Yeah, it. that's really especially as a comedian. It's like whoa, free food versus. Yeah. Morals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Versus supporting this company. Yeah, so I don't and know. and here's my thing. My thing all along is like, yeah, uh, I'm for gay marriage, but then you also got to realize, also, if you're protesting the store and just not going to that store, best case scenario, you close down that store, and the people that lose their jobs are the hourly employees. Right. I mean, I get the message you're trying to send, but you also have to be kind of realistic. That essentially everyone who goes to Chick-fil-A has to bail out on Chick-fil-A. And you also have to realize that Chick-fil-A is a conservative company. It's based in the South. A lot of the people that go to Chick-fil-A are conservative. So, yeah, you're just basically creating more publicity for Chick-fil-A, well, firing up all these people. Yeah, and, like, they, they aren't open on Sundays. So yes. <laughs> I don't know who... Thought that like Chick Fil A was for gay marriage up until <laughs> no no yes they're obvious and the guy had even mentioned don't it open before on Sunday it's like how <laughs> religious is that to just never be open on a Sunday right they're yeah. turning down hundreds and yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars yeah, just to uh, please God of course they're going to be very literal and they're going to take the conservative um, the conservative approach to it I don't know I also think it it is interesting with these um, the gay marriage thing that. Like especially in California, Prop Eight, Prop Eight was passed in 2008 because, um, well, for a number of reasons. But a large people who voted for Prop Eight were African Americans because they came out to support Barack Obama, among other things. But like a large percentage of the African American community, like 70 to 75 percent, voted for Prop Eight, and no one, like no, no one who's super on the left criticizes them you know what i mean like you don't hear hey oh, boycott Acro- yeah boycott african-american day i mean I- <laughs> well that wouldn't yeah <laughs> obviously obviously wow. you get into trouble but it, it just 70 75 percent of that of african-americans are voting for prop eight no one gives them any crap for it yeah what are your thoughts i Andrew? just can't believe you're a proponent of boycott african-american <laughs> That is shocking. No, I, I I'm not. First, it. we've got to invent African American Day. And then... Right, exactly. First, yeah, I mean, Martin Luther King Day, whatever it is. No, I, obviously, it would be absurd to protest African Americans, well, sure. but. The, and even more so, it's like the pastors who's the like very influential African American pastors who are supportive of Barack Obama. Yes. They, and now they're, when Barack Obama came in, out in favor of gay marriage, now they're kind of. A lot of those pastors are very upset, and they're kind of rallying to... Yeah, they're really torn. It's like, wait, should we vote for the guy who's anti-gay, Mitt Romney, or should we vote for the black guy that, you know... Sort of, in their (laughs) mind, probably betrayed them a little bit. So, I I mean, it's uh, it's definitely interesting what we choose to... But I think with the Chick-fil-A thing, it wouldn't have been as big... I think there were already people who wouldn't go to Chick-fil-A based on that. Yes. But then, when he came out with, like, a statement 
right <laughs> about well, it. Which, which is, I mean, he smart chose to make move. it political. Exactly. If you think it's, a, I mean, maybe it was a smart, calculated move. Yeah, but I, I feel like these guys like he honestly had to, he, like, he's such a believer. He's just like, look, I need to tell the world America's going to be Just to clarify, Chick-fil-A yeah, yeah. does believe in God, and we're very literal, and we right. take the Bible by <laughs> word for word. It would be interesting if he took, like, the other Bible parts to the extreme, you know, like... I don't know, just the whole, uh, you know, like Noah's Ark, maybe like some Noah's right. Ark giveaway. You just see the guy building an ark in the. Uh, um, that would be now. This would be a yeah. great practical joke. If I if if you're um, now the gay people that are protesting it, they're going to go and they're going to say like you know they're doing uh, Logan mentioned National uh, Hookup Day or Kiss Day or whatever. Like, hey, let's go. That, tongue- by the way, that could easily get out of hand. <laughs> I feel like. It seems I mean, a little conservative between... to stop a national like just kiss day. Right, exactly. What are you ashamed of your uh, <laughs> your sexual orientation? Come on, guys, go for the gold. Uh, here's what I would do if I was uh, trying to protest uh, Chick Fil A, and I was a gay guy. I would, what I would do is I would set up like some sort of hidden microphone. Uh, basically doing some sort of fake voice of God and try that uh, – <laughs> you remember in the Bible where they – I think it was like Abraham or something. God convinced him like, hey, sacrifice your firstborn child. But I would say like, hey, bring your firstborn child, bring it to the deep fryer. And then right before he's about to put yeah. it in the deep fryer, pop out and say, hey, see, maybe you don't have to take things. So literally maybe we can open it up. Right. And here's the thing. like, Too late. Yeah, I mean obviously it, this is – I mean, the guy is a man of faith. Like you said, he turned down being open on Sunday just so that he could please God. And, and that's, his, that's his belief system. So obviously the guy is not afraid to turn down money. So when he said the thing about gay marriage, I don't know. I, I don't think he was that calculated and realized, like, oh, people will rally behind me. I think, I think a reporter asked him a couple months ago, and he didn't. He didn't outright say it, and then sure. like he kind of alluded to or basically implied that, well, yeah, I, I, mean, I follow God's law. He didn't say it. And then he went out of his way to clarify, oh, if you think gay marriage is right, uh, I don't. I'm guilty as charged. Yeah. So, yeah, he's going out of his way to, to make a statement. Also, these people that interview these guys are looking for a news story. I mean yeah. – you know, obviously the guy should realize that it's a reporter and what he said is going to be published. But also on the reporter's side, what are you going to ask the Chick-fil-A guy that's going to make head new, you know, that's going to make the front page of the newspaper or even an interesting article for Christ's sake? Like, what do you ask the Chick-fil-A guy? Yeah. Oh, you got to ask him something controversial. It'll be interesting, too, like when football starts because Chick-fil-A is such, like college football is just littered with Chick-fil-A ads. Yeah. Like, that's all you ever see is like, yep. chick, like the cow is everywhere for so it'll be interesting to see if like any of the networks try and pull back the chick-fil-a presence yeah now it's become such a lightning rod of like chick-fil-a now it's hard for me to even think like if chick-fil-a being mentioned without anyone thinking of gay marriage maybe that'll be the legacy of this whole thing well and it's and it's weird too it's it is weird how one thing can kind of just change your mind or rebrand whether it's a person place or business uh two other things that come to mind is michael phelps you immediately think of smoking marijuana at least i do and then penn state now immediately you think of jerry sandusky and these are two people i mean uh an institution and michael phelps who did everything so right and built up this great reputation on winning and kind of being a poster child for doing the right thing. 
and now it's just your mind is totally thrown off. It's it's yeah. it's weird how the scandal becomes the priority. And also, like if you're one of these Chick Fil A employees, I don't I don't know any of these Chick Fil A employees, but I feel like also it's kind of unfair to all the other employees that are working for Chick Fil A who now they're in a weird situation because obviously if you're working at Chick Fil A, it's Probably because you really need a job. Yeah, you yeah. can't afford to quit working <laughs> at Chick Fil A. Because of your beliefs. Yeah. You didn't yeah. turn down your like, like veterinarian <laughs> job <laughs> because you're like, well, my morals actually line up closer to the Chick Fil A. <laughs> exactly. Flyer. You know what, uh, CEO of Reebok? I feel like you guys are uh, uh, accepting of the homosexual lifestyle, so I'm going to take my ass over to the deep fryer at Chick Fil A. Yeah. So now, essentially, all these. People who work for Chick-fil-A are uh, essentially branded as kind of hateful people when uh, – who knows? Maybe they, maybe they are uh, super conservative and believe gay marriage is wrong or maybe they don't have an opinion on gay marriage. Maybe they're just dudes trying to get by and are fine with gay people but just needed a job at Chick-fil-A and now they're kind of seen as like uh, you know, these hateful people. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're kind of thrown in the mix. Just because of the one, I mean, you know, I think any job you've worked at, it's kind of a shame to have the boss, and you know, he is the owner, he is speaking for the company, but it is, it does suck for everyone else who's like, wait, I, I didn't sign up sure. for that, I don't uh, remember that in the company. Yeah, and I don't think anybody blames uh, an employee, like, the people working there. But you're right, you, were, but essentially you said that they, earlier, like, if you boycott, like, let's say the boycott was extremely successful and all those people lost their jobs, I mean, that would suck for them, yeah. so you just gotta, you know... Right. To decide if just go up there and go. Uh, just walk into Chick Fil A and go. Hey, uh, what's your general take on gay marriage? I need to know everyone yeah. here before we it start the come protest. With your order, like when you give them your name, <laughs> exactly. for them to shout out. They yes. should also tell you. Okay, uh, two honey mustards for yes. I support gay marriage. <laughs> right. One for no. I'll never forget. I was at the um, the Hollywood Chick Fil A, and I was going there, and you know how they do that move where, like, um, you know, you order your meal, and then uh, out comes. Out comes the meal, and then they'll announce over the loudspeaker, like, uh, Sean, your order's ready. Right. First off, in Los Angeles, for whatever reason, no one knows how to pronounce my name, Sean, S-E-A-N. It's always Shin, Seen. Like really? They, they, yeah, you'd be surprised how many people <laughs> don't know how to pronounce Sean. Right. Uh, that aside, I'll never forget, <laughs> they go, business situation, business situation, your order's ready. Just a uh, you know cool ass bro rolled up and <laughs> that was what he was Someone going under. Said their name was wow. business situation. Yep, and he was uh, a <laughs> he was a fan of Chick Fil A. Uh, that, I don't even like that. The Hollywood Chick Fil A is the worst one anyway, because there's no indoor seating and they restrict the sauce. Yes, you can't go because at every other normal God fearing Chick Fil A, <laughs> they have <laughs> these heathens. All the sauces just out there that you can grab and load up for your week or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But at the Hollywood, they keep them in the back. You gotta go get your reef. You gotta bring the cup up for the re- It's the worst. And you gotta sit out there and that it's that awful freak show there on Sunset. Oh my god. So it's like all, you gotta sit out and people are walking by and people You're dangerously your close to bums and, yeah, and stuff. It's, it's it awful. is it is weird. And yeah, everyone was saying like, oh, Chick-fil-A doesn't sell uh, doesn't serve gay people or they were implying that. No, if you go to that, yeah, uh, yeah. there's a lot of transsexual population that's eating at that Chick-fil-A that they're, is having no problem getting served. the gayest people, <laughs> not just gay people. By the way, I also read that there's a big problem because it's a franchise organization, so the franchise owners 
have all different kinds of opinions on this. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, they're the same way probably like the employees. They kind of get thrown in the mix. And what are they going to do? Just sell their business that they spent like $200,000 on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the same. It's, it's Especially crazy. Especially not after that record-setting day. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, they're probably like, it's God's all will. You're right. <laughs> came out and bought their sandwiches. Yeah, eat more chicken, support less homosexuality. They keep making announcements like that, like, we don't believe in dinosaurs either. <laughs> yeah. just seeing, seeing where it can See spark. Well, we lost the paleontologist demographic, <laughs> right. but let's be honest, they yeah. weren't really into Chick-fil-A to begin exactly. with. Exactly. Play to your strengths. Also, you were talking about the uh, condiment packet thing. That That yes. is another thing that drives me crazy. I realize times are tough, whatever. You gotta, you gotta edge out another <laughs> nickel. Here's the thing. Include that in the price, all right? I don't... I'm fine with, you know, paying an extra 10 cents for my Chick-fil-A and just not having that weird feeling of you know, rationing my condiments. Listen, oh, if yeah, I'm yeah. getting if I'm getting a fast food meal, I'm not in a, I'm not in a rational I'm not rationing, you know what I mean? Like I'm going all in. I don't yeah, want to have to think is the Yeah, norm. that's that's the uh that's the order for the day. You're going for excess. Yeah, and plus that's just part of the fun of Chick-fil-A is taking too many of those things and then taking a bunch home and then now you can have your sauces on your uh, Exactly, great sauces. Food. See, now we're just doing a commercial for Chick-fil-A. I know. I started <laughs> out as we... the, biased, I, you know, the boycott, but I, yeah. I do hate that, that Hollywood is terrible. Like The only point of going to Chick-fil-A is because, I mean, the chicken is like, look, it's chicken. It's a chicken sandwich. It's Sorry, a breaded chicken I hate, sandwich. I, know, I know that's like... Sacrilegious to some people, but it's a chicken sandwich. The reason why it's nice is because it's fast, it's cheap, and it's usually really clean, and they're really nice, mm-hmm. and you get all those friendly goddamn sauces that you want. Yes, and so but now wait, wow, indoor what? environment. You just use now, know, Andrew. You like, use God. <laughs> use the Lord's name in vain as while discussing Chick Fil A. I well, don't know. They want my business. I ain't going to know a goddamn Chick Fil A. But now that would be interesting. Sorry, I didn't interrupt, yeah, no, but go. that would be an interesting test as well. Um, to try to throw in stuff like that as your name, like um, yeah. I love I love sucking dick. Uh, yeah. There is no right. there is no God. I worship yeah. golden calves. What a, and see if they <laughs> worship golden, golden calf. Ah, the golden calf. He's been taken over left and right. Uh, that's what I mean. <laughs> chicken idol. Um, by the way, before this whole issue came up, I I've been annoyed by people just just Chick Fil A the actual sandwich. People think it's so amazing. Before this whole controversy. Yeah, I and mean, it's just chicken and pickles and bread. I don't think it's that great. Right, I, and I, I like it, but I, I always undersell it to people because people who have never had, like in Seattle where I'm from, they don't yeah. even have it. They don't have Chick Fil A. Yeah, and so when people hear about it, I always undersell it to them. I'm like, look, I, I like it because it's fast food and it's cheap and it's pretty good. It's pretty solid chicken and sandwich. And it's usually clean. They're nice, and you get all the sauces. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah, but that's really it. Like you could get, you could make your own chicken sandwich. You know, I mean, it's not like a big revolutionary thing. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's a fried chicken sandwich with a pickle. Yeah. They seem to figure out the formula probably better out of the leading fast food chains. That's why they're they're called Chick Fil A. Yeah. That's kind of their thing. Yeah, I think it's it's the same way with like In and Out. I mean, In and Out's probably even a little bit better. But the idea, it's almost just like you can't get it everywhere. So then that creates the yeah, yeah. oh wow, well, I, I have to try it too. Yeah, and yeah, Five Guys is the only one that I'm like. Yeah, I feel like you can't overstate how good it is. Really? Five now, guys, so you're I you're definitely you're definitely. I don't care. Five guys, five guys could do some mess. <laughs> they could donate some money to some weird places, <laughs> and I'd still be. I'd be breaking that picket line. 
the hell out that's of my life. Five, five guys were yeah. behind 9-11. Now, that's yeah. just my theory. I, I don't... Hey. Five sorry. guys are... Five guys, two towers. You do the math. Sorry. <laughs> oh, wait. Real, sorry, truthers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tower 7 fell because five guys decided, all right? They're friends with the reptilian uh, people controlling yeah. our universe. Speaking of uh, companies, now, this is where... Speak, you want to talk about protesting a company. This is a company we should all be protesting just because they treated me like shit. Um, <laughs> so I was leaving uh, I, uh, the last podcast. I was at Montreal, hung out there, had a great time, talked to some comics. Good time. And then I was coming back from Montreal to uh, the Philadelphia area, actually Allentown, flying into Allentown Airport. Now, that's like the airport literally like five miles from my house. It's a really small airport. I normally don't like to fly there because it's such a small airport that other bigger airports end up just saying, like, uh, whatever. Like, if the flight's not full, they'll just say, hey, screw it. You know, oh, hey, we'll just dump them on the next plane. So I, I always try to avoid it, but <laughs> I got this flight late. Literally, hey, let's save some gas and carpool. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, no, basically they're just weird. like, hey, this flight isn't full. If we wait four hours, we can get a full flight. I mean – it's happened to me more than one time, and it's uh, the same thing happened this time. I flew into uh, D.C. I was there, supposed to be an hour layover. They, of course, just canceled my flight. No reason. Plane servicing. That was the reason. And um, so, yeah, I just had to <laughs> sit there. Did they give you any sort of compensation? Oh, yeah. They gave me a $10 meal voucher for six hours. And that's $10 airport oh, food, all right? $10 airport food. That's like – that's really just $6 regular. So that's like – they value my time at a dollar an hour, and that was that was really pissing me off. And I was just talking to the lady. I was like, hey, can you get me on another flight? Can you get me into Newark or Philadelphia? She said there's no flights leaving to Newark or Philadelphia. I'm like, I just looked at the board. There are flights leaving to Newark or Philadelphia. She's like, no, there are no flights. And then I walk over, look at the board. I'm like, uh, flight 6853. Oh yeah, but that's flight. That flight's full. Oh, All you right. meant an airplane? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, you could just say to me that it's full, so I don't think I'm crazy looking at the yeah. sign. You could just go, "Hey, Sean, that flight's full." Or you know what? Uh, I could try and put you on standby for that flight, although I don't think you're going to make it. At least be honest with me. And then I go, so there was a flight leaving. And you told me there wasn't a flight leaving. Now, why would you lie to me? And that's when she just slid over the $10 food voucher and was like, we're done here. So I was really uh, – <laughs> Oh, so you didn't even get that automatically. Um, no, I mean I had to complain. I was like, what are you going to do for me? I mean the $10 food voucher is like basically their kind of go-to move to just try and ease psychopaths like me. But um, – <laughs> Oh, and then uh, I can call the 1-800 number, which eventually I will get to. Uh, or, I mean, eventually I'll get around to calling him. So I get on the flight to Allentown. Um, I'm really, like, angry and just, like, uh, so I'm sitting there on my, it's like these small, like, computer, commuter planes, sitting there, and we're about to take off. I'm reading my Canadian newspaper. For some, the Canadian newspaper is really <laughs> funny because all these, like, articles about, like, Illegal garage sales getting busted because they're selling uh, new <laughs> items instead of used items and not paying the tax code. It's it's oh, really wow. funny the the oh. issues in Canada. But I was reading the I was reading the Canadian newspaper and then I see these like well like specs coming on my newspaper. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And condensation was blowing through the vent onto the newspaper. And I say to the lady, I'm like, uh, there's condensation coming through the vent, and she's like. 
yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah. and, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm the only one worried about it. She's like, yeah, no, it's fine. You can move seats. And I'm like, it's a 40-minute flight. I already put all my stuff away. I'm like, no, fine, whatever. And I was just like, I threw in a comment, like, I don't know what I did deserve to be treated like such a piece of shit. And uh, then I explained the whole flight thing. She's yeah. like, you know what, I feel really bad for you. The same thing happened to me. Which I didn't, I didn't press her too hard on it. I was like, uh, you're a stewardess. That's kind of the job, and I think you're getting paid for that. I think it's probably more than a dollar an hour food credit at the uh, Dulles International Terminal. I didn't throw her there. And she's like, you know what? I'll get you a drink. And I was like, all right, sweet. This free drink. I'll just have a nice, I'll have a nice beer. Everything will be right with the world. Nice, cold, chilled beer. Yep. Well, and then she asked me, first off, she goes to me, um, uh, she goes, what kind of beer do you want? And I go, uh, I go anything domestic. Yeah. She goes, uh, we have Budweiser Heineken. And I was like, okay, you don't know what that means. All right, uh, I'll just take the Budweiser. And then uh, she goes, gets it, comes back. Um, and then uh, she sets in front of me, sets the Budweiser and also a cup of ice. I'm like, that's weird. I didn't, I didn't order a cup of ice. Uh, clearly it's not, not for my beer. And I grab the beer and it's just like this, just this like, very, very warm Budweiser. <laughs> and then I, I'm like, oh, this is the worst day of my life. I pour it into the, into the cup of ice, and I'm just sitting there, like, drinking it. And just, like, warm beer on a cup of ice is awful. And yeah. she's coming by, and it's like, I've just spent my whole day complaining. I almost don't want to complain, but I'm like, clearly they have to have a cold beer on this flight. And I was like, uh, excuse me, miss, uh, I apologize for being a hassle once again. But this beer is warm. She's like, I know. That's why I brought the ice. I go, oh, you, you can't drink beer with ice. Like, you know, it doesn't work like that. She goes, oh, I wouldn't know. I don't drink beers. And then walked away. I was like, you know what? I don't wear makeup, but I realize you use a brush for it. Like, have you – who – you serve beers as part of your job. Has anyone – show me the psycho who came in and go – yeah, give me a red hot Budweiser on the rocks. Like you've seen, <laughs> right? We live in America. Every thirty seconds is a beer commercial. You see people ordering beers. You've seen the TV show Cheers. No. Have you ever seen someone drink a clap? No, Sean. You remember that Coors Light campaign where they talked <laughs> about how hot their beers were? <laughs> I know. <laughs> how everyone couldn't wait to get their beer hotter. Every beer commercial is about temperature. <laughs> like, how are you just that tuned out to society? And oh, the, and then as she was leaving, she was like, "Oh, I hope your night gets better." I'm like, "It is. I'm off this fucking airline." I'm now, no longer from, on United Airlines. Was this from Montreal or was this like an in-between? Well, no. So this States? was um, Montreal to D.C. The flight was fine. Uh, I mean by United standards. So this was D.C. So domestic did mean United no, States. No, no. When I said domestic or foreign, I said uh, when she was – she goes – uh, um, when she asks what kind of drink do you want, I go beer. And she goes, what kind? I go, anything domestic. Meaning like right, anything yeah. domestic beer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was D.C. to um, Allentown was the I actual I just can't flight. believe that in like a major, a major airline with a major – at least you're leaving from a major airport will just cancel a flight. You know, and, and – I've never heard of that. Like, oh, they, and they said cancel plane service. Meanwhile, the plane we got on is leaking like water. Yeah, through the thing. service is piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you know what? And I, I thought it was just a random thing, but it's definitely happened before. Actually, uh, the same thing happened one time when I took a red eye from L.A. to D.C. And then the same thing. The D.C. to Allentown flight just got canceled. They but, put me on a flight five hours later. And they're supposed to, like, 
make up when it's canceled for like even for flights, even if that was why it got canceled. Usually, when it's like the airline's error, they gotta like make up for it somehow. So that voucher thing—that's just ridiculous. yeah. I mean, I'm sure I can call United and harass yeah. them, which I probably will try and end up doing. But also, I think it's pretty easy to get around. These airlines just say uh, mechanical. We had a service yeah, yeah, mechanically. Yeah. And, you know, then they just get a guy to check the oil. And I mean, right. how do you? Sons you know, it, you. The thing is. They there could is, just say, well, you can never be too careful. We just decided to check it again. Yeah, we had to de-ice the wings. I mean, like, like, you can say anything, I feel like. And the next time you're going to delay your flight for six hours, maybe toss some Budweiser's in the fridge. Yeah, as, long I know, as, exactly. like, as long as we're sitting here, <laughs> you had six it can hours. really chill if you just throw it in like a cooler or something. Oh, my God. And it was... Uh, That's hilarious. And it made me think of that because there was two options... In the Dulles Airport, essentially, or in this terminal, there was one that was like a bagel place, and I had just eaten breakfast. And there was two places. It was either Five Guys or Famiglia's, like, famous pizzeria. Uh. And I ended up going with the pizza because I just, in Montreal, their big thing is poutine, which is um, fries with, like, uh, heavy gravy and all this cheese on it. And I had eaten, like, a ton of that. It's really good. But I'd eaten a ton of that and, like, burgers all week. Oh, yeah, So yeah. I was, like, kind of burned out. I'm like, get some pizza. Of course, the pizza was shit. You get this, like, they give me, it was, like, literally a cup of salsa that I dipped the garlic knots in. Oh, my God. It was oh, just man. a, uh, it was a travel nightmare. Oh, man. <laughs> Still really. <laughs> one more, one more uh, company I got to take down. All right. So. Yeah. This is, uh, this is part of the podcast. This is why I got a podcast was because. People, uh, these companies weren't responding to my threatening letters. So I figured I'd put this out into somewhat entertaining fashion. I look like less of a psycho. Um, yeah, Verizon Wireless. So Verizon Wireless, I have a Verizon Wireless phone. Been a customer for, I've had a Verizon Wireless phone for 12 years. For the most part, I've been pretty happy with Verizon Wireless. The service has been pretty good. Phones, eh, all right, pretty solid. Never really a big issue. Um, I recently got a uh, had an issue with the battery, replaced the battery, not a big deal, okay, fine. And I'd recently gotten a new phone charger because, um, well, it was initially stemmed from the battery always dying, whatever, I needed to have one at work, one, you know what I mean? Like, you can, I got an extra battery charger, brand new battery charger, all of a sudden, stopped charging the phone. You know, tried it on a different charger, fine. So clearly, the battery charger was defective. Now, I take it into a Verizon Wireless store, go up to the guy. First off, it's so funny how quickly their demeanor changes. As soon as you walk in, they just look at you like a piece of meat. Like They're just like a wild pack <laughs> oh, of hyena, of smiling hyenas. Like, oh, hello, Mr. Sir. How can I help you today with your purchasing? <laughs> and then you go, uh, actually, I'm looking to return. So uh, do you have a receipt for that? Like, they, yeah. Immediately, no eye contact, looking it's straight like at the floor. you're a hot chick and you just tell a dude you're a lesbian or something. Yeah, it's uh, Quick, so I can make some commission on someone else. I actually, uh, yeah, I actually have a boyfriend. Um, yeah, yeah, that's how quick it happens. <laughs> so I go, oh well, uh, I think I, I think this charger I just bought was defective. Okay, they try it out. Quickly realize, run the same test I do. Um, quickly realize it's a defective charger. Okay, uh, we'd be happy to replace this. Um, well, when did you buy it? Blah blah blah. No, I don't have the receipt. Okay, fine. It's not a big deal. Uh, what's your cell phone number? Give my cell phone number. Oh no, sorry, it's not here in our log of items purchased. I go, oh well, um, you guys must have just the at the other store. They must have just forgot to ask me for it. Just sit there waiting for the <laughs> new charger to come. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. There's no record of it. I can't. Um, 
I can't I can't just replace this charger. Um, you know, I'm sorry. I just you could have got this anywhere. I'm like, no, well, I did get it from you guys. I'll here, look. I'll be happy to look up the store. Uh, look up the store number. My this is when my mom comes over. She's like, Sean, just uh, my mom's just like, can he just buy a new charger? I'm like, yeah, mom. Obviously, I can just buy a new charger. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to like, make a stand here. Just pushing the nuclear option. Like, yeah, right away. my mom's just like, well, we can just buy a new charger, right? I'm like, yes, mom. Obviously, we can just buy a new charger. Yeah. Stand over there. This is not the point. <laughs> the point is that these motherfuckers owe me a fucking charger and they're gonna get me a new charger so i started sitting there and the guy you know he's not coming up on anything um then he calls the store i bought it in a store in santa monica now this is a store in pennsylvania but whatever it's still a verizon wireless corporate guy asked me like five times are you sure it was a verizon store yes i'm sure it was a verizon store and i don't think they asked me my phone number i would have given them my phone number i'm not trying to hide my phone number from the fucking phone company okay (laughs) i was like i can give you my credit cards maybe you can run in there oh sorry we don't keep that information on file oh but you keep every other piece of information on file that i've every single text i've sent in the past 15 years you're giving to the fbi or whatever piece of shit you want to do you're not going to keep track of that receipt anyway uh, so the guy calls up the store in Santa Monica, and he calls him up. He's like, hey, this is uh, Jameson over at the uh, uh, store here in Allentown. Just calling. I have a customer here who uh, supposedly bought a cell phone charger from you. And that was like, you know that, yeah. that scene where Joe Pesci, like, stabbed the guy with the pen? I looked at, like, one of those little like, electronic tablet pens <laughs> and just thought, like, you mother... Like, you're questioning Supposedly. my integrity yeah. as a human being. I, it's like, I don't Why make... Why not just go ahead and assume I'm not... Running a con with my mom <laughs> to get a charger. Yeah, with my Why don't mom. I just assume that I, I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I know. It, you know, and uh, oh my god. And I was just like, well, uh, you guys can give me a new phone charger, and you're gonna give me a new phone charger. And just sat there and just kept waiting and waiting. Yeah, you're a great yeah. point. Yeah, I brought my mom in. She's yeah. running cover for this whole She's thing. She's the wheel man. Oh, and this, this is the best. And then finally, <laughs> the manager was like, she like opens it up, all like not giving me the box, and just like. Okay, I'm gonna give you to the give this to you as a one time courtesy. Make Jameson make sure to mark his uh, make sure to mark his record that we replace this. Oh no, my scam's ruined. I'm replacing. Yeah. There's no money in <laughs> I that can't bitch. Move these what are you hot chargers? <laughs> do you think this is some scam I'm running? Obviously, yeah. you can only do it once, and then it's marked. Do you think? Oh, and then what? I have multiple accounts where I've had a phone with you motherfuckers for twelve years, and just so I can get thirty dollars, I pay my bill on time every single fucking month. And then she goes, "This is just a one-time courtesy." And I go to her, I was like, "No, a courtesy would have been if when I walked into the store, you would have said, "Oh, yeah, obviously you bought this from us. Our associate must have forgot to enforce our corporate policy that we created." Hey, just in the future, if you get something. Uh, make sure they ask for your phone number just so we have a record in case there's a warranty issue. Have a nice day, Mr. Green. Continue paying $90 a month. Right. <laughs> I, I'm with Verizon, too, and uh, I'm their least valued customer <laughs> because I have a flip phone. I have no data plan still. Oh, wow. I'm yeah, I saw my, that. Uh, par- just from like uh, college, I'm still on my parents' family. So I pay... <laughs> Swear to God, I pay $9 a month for my <laughs> cell phone service. And so I got this job a while back where I thought I'd need a, a flip phone to, or a, like a, a smartphone, smartphone yeah. to do it. So I went in to go get an iPhone. And the guy, first of all, he looks like, again, I show him my phone. And the guy just starts falling all over himself. Oh, yeah. But then he's looking at my thing. He's like, oh, because I, I brought in an old iPhone to be like, can I just use this one? Oh, yeah. No, and I'm like, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. That's no. not a Verizon iPhone. I was like, oh, okay. So it's just an iPhone. <laughs> 
And he's like, yeah, but it's not a Verizon. So I had to get a Verizon iPhone. And then he was like, well, um, you don't have an upgrade till you know, six months. I was like, dude, look, look at my fucking phone. <laughs> what do you mean I don't have an upgrade? <laughs> How do you not have an upgrade? And he's like, well, you don't because your family's been using your upgrades this whole time. And you're uh. just sitting here with your phone. I was like, all right. Well, I was like, well, let me tell you what. I'm not going to sit here and pay $600 for a phone. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. But I'll, I'll pay, like, the 200 or whatever normal people pay when they have an upgrade. And look at this. I pay $9 a month, dude. You're going to get me up to, like, 90, 90 bucks, or yeah. whatever for this data plan. So you could either have me at 290 a month or I just walk out of here. Like, you're really going to just let me walk <laughs> out of here and keep paying $9 a month to your fucking company? He's like, Yeah. <laughs> Well, see you later. And here I am. <laughs> and here you are, still later, with the flip still boat. paying nothing. God, so I, I just couldn't believe it because I was like, man, you could just, you could rape me right now. I'm just telling you, just take this money. Like I just want to give you this oh, money and, and, so I can look up fantasy football stats. Yes, but no, they didn't want it. So. And, and here's the thing. Originally, when I went in, I had to get my battery replaced. Originally, the guy was like, oh, you're you're available for a free upgrade, so you can just get a uh, phone for free as long as you extend your plan for two years. I'm like. All right, yeah, fine. That's cheaper than buying a battery, right? And then they bring it up. Well, there is the um, upgrade fee. I thought you said it was a free upgrade. <laughs> oh, well, the phone's fee, but the upgrade yeah. fee still applies. Yeah. I was like, okay. How much what are is you the stupid? Oh and then the, the, yeah, what are you stupid? You think the, up, the free upgrade is free? So he ends up, and like the upgrade fee is equal to the same price as a new battery. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll still take the new phone. Why not? You get a new battery on right. that new phone. Oh, yeah, wow. Oh man, you you use a lot of data, and I'm like, yeah, it's unlimited data. It's a fucking smartphone. That's what I use it for data. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, see, now what we do is, um, yeah, they no longer offer the unlimited data plan if you get a new phone. I was like, but I have the unlimited data plan. Yeah, but now if you get a new phone, then you have to get this tiered data plan. So I'd be paying like an extra sixty five bucks a month. I was uh. like, for the same amount of data, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Uh, no, then just give me the new yeah. battery. You see how that wouldn't work for me? It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh, God. And I went in, yeah, I went in once because I did have to replace my shitty old flip phone, but this was way before, and I didn't want to. I did, just had no money, so I was like, I know I don't want... They're like trying to upsell you on everything, and I was like, nah, man, I just want the upgrade. I want to get this phone. I want no data, but he's like, well, you can't. He's like, well, I was like, well, just give me a better phone, but just with no data. He's like, well, no, you need a, if you have this phone, you need a data plan. <laughs> I was like, well, then go to the factory and find one that fell in the cracks and send me that one because I don't want – I'm not paying a data plan. When did, when did we it, – you know, it's like everything you hear about, oh, the economy is so tough. Businesses are struggling. Maybe you should stop treating everyone like a piece of shit. Like, right. Maybe yeah, – yeah, yeah. By the way, guys, Boost Mobile, 50 bucks a month, unlimited data. Yeah, there you go. Another, <laughs> See, this is more of a consumer advocate program. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what it is. Just bring people in, rant yeah. about different. Yeah, that's all we've been doing is talking uh, talking corporations the entire time. I feel like we haven't even uh, we even talked about you, Andrew. Thanks, thanks for oh, coming on the show. Thanks uh, for having me. I yeah, I guess that would be a way to wrap things up, but we still got some time. To start. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, See you later. Like was, I can leave was... if it makes it less awkward. <laughs> <laughs> just... No, no, it was just I realized that was a bad, bad hosting transition. So now, Andrew, you're originally from the uh, upstate Washington area. Yeah, I'm from Seattle, and uh, I actually I started comedy. I do stand up, and I started comedy in Seattle like right after college, or right towards the end of when I was in college, and then. 
I actually lived in Boston for like a year. Oh, really? Now is before that before um, I moved down we've here? We've had uh, Brian Moot on the show. Who yeah, also had yeah, a similar... yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did the same. We we kind of had the same uh, thing. Like I was out there while he was going to Boston College. Oh, okay. And then I was just working out there and doing comedy, and then um, and then I and then I came back to Seattle for about a year, and then came to LA from there. So okay. So now, what kind of kid were you growing up? That. Were you were you the kind of a uh, practical jokester kid? Uh, no, not really a practical jokester. Like I was, I guess I would be more of a uh, like smartass sort of. Like I was never really the class clown, but yeah. then um, definitely more someone like kind of counterpunched a little bit as far right. as my. I, I feel like that's kind of where like, a lot of comedians fall in. Is like they would throw out the wisecracks and, and yeah. kind of be the sarcastic kid. Yeah, very sarcastic. Just an ass. Just an awful kid too. Like growing up, I was. All my parents just can't wait to tell me how terrible I was growing up. So. Really? Now, what? Yeah. What in? Like, were you a troublemaker or just kind no, of no? Just awful. Just like picky eater. Would f- complain about everything. Even complain like like car rides too long. Just complain <laughs> about the vacation we were going on. Like, I remember when we went to. Like, That's got to be worth. Now, yeah, like, as we, an like, adult, you're just like. Motherfucker, oh, I saved up $2,500 oh, and the kid is hating yeah. me. I'll tell you what, I will never take my kids like. The way I would do it is if I'm taking my kid on vacation, it's a th- it's an amusement park. Yes. Every until they're like 15 or 16, every time it's some sort of amusement. Because you t- like I got dragged to Yellowstone, which is the one of the most amazing places. Oh on yeah, earth. but you can't appreciate it. But when you're 10 years old, it might as well be the backyard <laughs> of somebody's big house. I mean, all you're doing is like running around and making a fort, dumb shit like that. So it's like it was. I was like, "Why are we in the car eight hours every day, like for three days in a row to go? It stinks here. It smells like eggs and shit. Like it's awful. It's like the it's the sulfur like, these geysers. Come on, it was a national park. It's an American experience. And just like, and then I would have assumed as a kid that was free. I would have assumed they were paying my parents to do that. But then you find out that costs roughly the same as it would have taken us to Disneyland. Are you insane? Yes. What are you morons? We could have gone to Disneyland. For the same amount that like you take the same time off work and all that shit. So yeah, I just complained. <laughs> I, was, I try to make up for it now, but I was uh, I was pretty shitty. So now, when you said you started, uh, you went to college in uh, Washington. Yeah, I went to Western Washington. It's a really hippie sort of school uh, in Bellingham, which is like right on the border. Of oh, Canada. okay. Yeah. Do you know? Um Guy we're friends with, uh, Paul Denke, I think grew up right around that area. Oh no, I don't know. I've heard the name, I think, but I, I don't. Oh wow, okay. I don't know if we've met. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I think he's. I think I'm Andy pretty sure he's from Haynes that area. Haynes went there. Did yeah, Andy Haynes. Couple. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of comics from the uh, Seattle. Yeah, so yeah. now what? Now I feel like I ask this question all the time of comics, but do you do you have an idea of kind of what sent you into stand up comedy? Uh, not not particularly like. Um, I remember like being in school and like knowing I wasn't sm- smarter and I wasn't <laughs> than everyone and I knew I wasn't like the best athlete like yes. early on in school you know I wasn't like at recesses I could just knew I just wasn't the better best athlete in the room I wasn't the smartest kid in the room but I knew I was better and I wasn't like best with girls or anything but I didn't know I was better than everybody else in here at something I just couldn't articulate what it was yeah and then when I realized oh you're just kind of like funnier than these <laughs> <laughs> sounds really cocky to say now but I just yeah. had a really unfunny class yeah no but, it uh, makes sense <laughs> I've, like, I've seen uh, the I've seen the comics yeah, coming yeah. out of your class they're <laughs> yeah, shit they're terrible they're awful <laughs> uh, but then like um, and then like I used to do this uh, so the way I really got started writing jokes was uh, 
my brother moved to California for college, and then me and my friend Sean were going to start this cable access sports show. Oh, and nice. We were gonna, and we are going to do, like, local sports. Well, I shouldn't even say cable access, because at the time, we literally just taped it and then mailed it down to California so he could, like, watch, like, get, like, a local sports update. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. But then, I like, we, we were both pretty fun guys, so we tried to make it funny. And then I found myself, like, writing down jokes. And that's the first time I remember, like, writing jokes. And then I just guess from that, like, then I wanted to, like, kind of do them on stage. And now, see I know um, and we, uh, we talk sports a lot, and I know you worked on the uh, Norm MacDonald Sports Show as the blogger. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. sounds like an awesome gig. Did you actually, yeah, did you really work, fun. like, was it a remote thing, or were you, like, working no, with No, yeah, it was an stuff? office job, so you're in the office with, uh, with um, there was another blogger, and then, you know, the writers, and then Norm would wander around and tell stories. <laughs> that sounds about any, right. uh, any, any great Norm stories or any uh, great stories he would tell? My favorite uh, one uh, that I remember him talking about was, like, uh, he had, uh, he had, like, uh, he had this show, this sitcom on Fox, like, the last one. Oh, yeah, it was the um, something Mr... Mr. Hooper, a minute with Mr. Stan Hooper. Hooper. Oh, Stan yeah, yeah, Hooper, yeah. yeah. And uh, and they were trying to get him to get like, and I may be telling this awfully, so if anyone sure, sure. listens, <laughs> we'll blame but, uh, McDonald for that. Sure, but um, the uh, he would he would say like the producer would try and get him to get his like because he has a lot of famous friends from Saturday Night Live and stuff, and they yeah, like, hey, you should get some of your celebrity friends to come on the show and pick up ratings. You know, he's like, and he was <laughs> resistant <laughs> no, to that not, idea. He's like, no, I don't want to bug people. You know, yeah. And so then, like one day. <laughs> They, he comes into the room and they're like, hey, we have uh, Eddie Murphy on the line waiting to talk to you. We want him to do the show. We thought you could ask him to do the show. He's like, oh, why would you do that? I don't want to bug. But I guess Eddie Murphy's like a big fan of Norm's, you know? Yeah. So he would... Um, well, so, that was, right, quick side note. Yeah. Norm, was, um, Norm was one of the guys who stood up for Eddie Murphy. Like when all of uh, Eddie Murphy's stuff went down, he was, uh, you know, like picking up oh, the yeah, 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 and stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Eddie Murphy, like, Norm refused to do jokes about Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Murphy always took that as, like, a huge sign of loyalty. Oh, okay, and, yeah. um, Eddie, I mean, this is all, like, me piecing together or, you know, hearing stories. Right. And Norm always said, he's like, yeah, my thing was never make fun of a guy who's, like, obviously funnier than you. He's <laughs> like, I mean, David Spade made fun of Eddie Murphy. He's like, but, yeah, come on. <laughs> he's like, right. you're kind of just teeing yourself up for failure. Well, he so Sorry, so they get him on the phone and he's got to talk to him and he's like, Eddie's you know, hey, they they say I should do the show, you know, and you know I'm down to do it. It's like if you tell me it's funny, then I'll do the show. <laughs> <laughs> and Norm's like, it is not. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't do it. Oh man, he's yeah. just. And he just would tell like great story, and I just uh, like, see, sit there, and I wouldn't even talk. I just like sit in the room and just like try and like listen to every because there were like great writers on that show too. So I just like try and like soak up as much as I could and, and be quiet, and then go back and blog something. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> but, such uh, a shame that that show. Yeah, no, I thought the show was really funny. I love the show, and uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of my friends did. But it's hard for me because I'm like such a huge Norm fan and a sports fan. But yeah, there really has to be some. Outlet for sports yeah, you think there'd be you know room I mean? for it, um, but they, you know, it's it's like you look if you watch Comedy Central now, it's so much everything's so young now in Comedy Central. It's like yeah. maybe it needed to be like a geared toward younger people, but I'm not sure. Right, or well, maybe like, Comedy honestly, maybe Comedy Central isn't the place for it. Maybe it is right, like maybe like um, I don't like or Showtime or like David Tell is like some uh, cool 
porn show on Showtime now. Yeah, Showtime I think would be it good, does. or um, even uh, even like HBO because they have Inside the NFL. Yeah, you could do like a uh, a comedy. You know, I mean. Uh, like a version of the Norm Sports Show, and just make it even more like a rated R adult thing, and then actually right, yeah. use some of like the um, you know because HBO is such great production value too. I mean, I don't know. Well, and then they also tried the like at the same time, almost actually like about six months before they tried that Onion Sports Dome, yeah, and uh, which was more of like a parody. Of yeah, it's like Sports a Sports Center, Center parody, and I thought that was pretty good too. I, yeah. I like the Norm Sports Show better, but. Yeah, the only problem with like parroting to me, like parroting Sports Center, Sports Center is already like kind of funny. Like they're making fun of these Sports Center anchors, but I find Sports Center to be like pretty funny sometimes. Yeah, yeah. They goof off. Goof yeah, off and they're lot. and well, and it's hard to parody something that's really self-aware and like yeah, it, yeah. Sports Center is pretty self-aware as well. You're right. right. You're it's right. like even like they're the Sports Center anchors now are almost doing impressions of like Stuart Scott and Dan Patrick yeah. from years ago. Like it's it's kind of like it's. An, an, an impersonation of a sports center anchor now is almost so meta because the actual right. sports center anchors are doing impression of original sports center anchors. The funniest, the funniest setup of like sports center I've ever seen is, uh, and you can probably find this on YouTube still, is uh, Ray Romano's hosting Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, and he does he auditions for Sports Center. I think like Tim Meadows is supposed to be like playing Stuart Scott or something. Yeah, yeah. And he just has all these awful like catchphrases and analogies and yeah. stuff. It's just I can't even remember it. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember watching he, that. Just I remember him going sweet sassy yeah. molasses. That was <laughs> yeah. his. That was like his a, like uh, hook or whatever his punchline. Yeah. Like an elephant eating a waffle or some shit <laughs> like that. Just like. Yeah, no sometimes sense. sometimes they crowbar him in, and I'm just like, ah, I just came yeah. from an open mic, you know. Like I'll be, I'll watch like a ton of bad <laughs> comedy, and then come back, and then see the sports center. A couple, it's you know, it's like anything in comedy. It's kind of hit or miss. But um, now I, I remember you were talking that you were, um, you know, without naming names, obviously, but you were you were friends with a. Um, I also host a sports gambling podcast, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. But now you were. You were talking about sports gambling. You you have a friend who who's worked as a oh yeah my buddy Brant Toba. He's a comedian oh, okay. as well. He's our roommate now, but he um, he w- lived in Vegas and was like a um, and he tells great stories. I won't do any of them justice, but about doing this. But he was a, a runner, so he would take like um, money from these big time professional gamblers, and then you know. They'd pack them in the car with like a bunch of cash, and you'd have to go to all the different sports books because you wouldn't want to put it all on something about moving the line or whatever. Well, yeah, and also yeah, yeah. that's the thing too. Like, you know, you might get a certain odd at one casino, like it's two and a half points, but then this casino yeah. across town is three points, so you want to put a little on each, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So my my like IQ about it's still pretty low, but it's gone up a lot since he's uh, and now everything's like. We bet on it, like, we watch a game, it's impossible not to, like, talk about right. the line. Because once you, like, do that, one, even if you don't have money, once you just understand, it's such an interesting part of sports that, like, most people, I don't know if most, but a lot of people are not tapped into at all. Like, just knowing what the spread is and all that yeah, just changes everything. Yeah, And when they pick, it's just so embarrassing to me. Like, like you'll go on ESPN.com and they act as if that doesn't exist a lot. I don't <laughs> yeah, know if they're, like, trying to be like, oh, no, we don't gamble. But they'll pick games and not pick. Oh, dude, based that's on one spread. of my pet peeves. So you'll be like, "Oh, he's ninety nine for hundred and twelve this year picking games." Yeah, but not against the spread. Everyone knew like, 
Like yeah. the Patriots are going to beat the Colts last year. You know yeah, it's like, like a, they're a 14-point underdog, and uh, they're still, you know, they take the huge favorite. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, he's Good favored move. by four. Right. There's, <laughs> right. And, but sports gambling just makes, it turns every game into yeah. so much more exciting. Because, like, me and Brant, so we bet lunch. Again, not high stakes. We're both broke comedians. But yeah. we bet lunch on uh, that USA-Tunisia game, which seems ridiculous. But it was a 55-point spread. Yeah, Tunisia. So now it got really interesting. Points. Yeah, yeah. And in the beginning, Tunisia was hanging in there, and there was yeah. a point even in the first half where Tunisia was winning. Tunisia has no NBA players, <laughs> and then right. eventually the things busted open in the second half, and uh, USA ended up winning by like 47. Or yeah. like it kind of got close to covering. It's still that not really close. Like if you said eight <laughs> points off, you wouldn't have thought, oh, that's close in a basketball game, but. Considering it's a 55-point spread, eight right. points seemed close at the time. But Exactly. Now, they just beat up Ni- uh, Nigeria. Yeah, they, they cover that they, spread. Yeah, that was a 42-point spread. I was thinking yeah. of taking Nigeria in the points, but I was like, I can't do that. Nah. We, no, we were no, talking no. about that last night over at the uh, the improv. But, yeah, they, they hit, it was like 156 to 73. Yeah. I think they set a record for the largest, largest Which you uh, know margin you, of points. You kicked someone's ass when you score 150 points. And like their high score, I think was Carmelo. I think he had like thirty four. Yeah, I think he so. Set like your high score had thirty four, and you scored a hundred. That means like everyone dropped twenty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like everybody on the team. It's crazy. Had a good day. All right, let's get to. Um, well, let's see. We got a little time here to cover this uh, news story. I don't know if you saw this in the uh, music world, but um, Snoop Dogg decided to uh, switch things up here. Oh boy, I heard. It's that. not that I want to become Snoop Dogg on a reggae track. I, I want to bury Snoop Dogg and become Snoop Lion. One thing I learned about Rastafari, it's not a religion, it's a way of life. It's a liberty. And it's the way you live. It's the way you do what you do. And I felt like I've always been Rastafari. I just didn't. <laughs> that was great. Rastafari. And then he goes on to say he feels like he's um, Bob Marley reincarnated. Sure. Well, didn't he talk to some religious Rastafarian guy that said, like, no, you are not Snoop Dogg. You are the lion. Yeah. Basically, that's, yeah, he goes into, it's kind of a rambling interview where he just talks about <laughs> reggae and how he wants to bring music to the people. By the way, did he forget uh, that Snoopy is a dog and that's where his name came <laughs> yeah. from? <laughs> You don't name a lion Snoop. No. No, he's going to go. Yeah, it is. uh, Yeah, now I'm thinking. Yeah, he should name. He should have renamed himself like Mufasa Lion. I don't know. What do you. How do you. How does that work? Yeah, something. uh, But like that's the other thing too is that I don't even know why is. Why is Rasta. Nothing about lion says Rastafarian to me. Like why is a Rastafarian more a lion than a dog? You know. Rastafarian seems very laid back. Sort of, uh, it's a high, know, let, it's a yeah, lion lying around. Things, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I think I now, I know, I know a little bit about the Rastafari religion just from going to Reggae on the River in Northern California. <laughs> 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 um, you know, where I saw some guys selling uh, nitrous and chicks getting their <laughs> breasts painted. But, um, yeah, no, the, uh, I, I think it's because it like came from Africa and. You know, a lion is somehow like a symbol in that oh, religion okay, somewhere. Sure. I know because it's originally from 
Um, yeah, it originally came from. Uh, it's like a, a variation of some like tribal religion from Africa, and then they kind of made it their own. And then, uh, yeah, it's like I don't know. I don't know, but it's it's weird. It's like all about smoking weed. Also, very um, the Rastafari. Th- that's another thing. It's it's also very uh, anti-gay people. Oh and, boy! Um, there we go. No Chick Fil A, no Snoop Lion. I know. Can't do Snoop, anything anymore. Yeah, I know. Well, now Snoop Dogg's. Maybe that's why Snoop Dogg got it hooked up with the Rastafari, so he could now he could say, "Hey, you know, it's part of my religion to be anti-gay." Really, right. he just wanted to stick with Chick Fil A the entire time. There you right. go. He's thinking outside the box. That's why they call him Snoop Dogg. I think. Uh, I think these rap because it seems like rappers change their name. A lot? Or yeah, maybe it's just, it seems like a publicity It's like set. the same thing when athletes change their number. They just, like, pump up jersey sales. Like, it's just get your name in the... Yes. Now, the Chad Johnson, also known as Ocho Cinco, recently changed his name back to Chad Johnson. And uh, <laughs> right. he, he had a quote saying that if this uh, latest season of football doesn't work out, he's going to start a new career in pornography. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which, um, I, I, you know, he's one of these, like, classic NFL guys who just loves to say something to get, you know, what? just to get a reaction out of people. A lot of 86-ing. It's the yeah. opposite of 68 <laughs> Well, his number's 85, but, um, yeah. I don't know what that oh, works out my to. Bad. <laughs> Cinco is, is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's I'm all right, Logan. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know if you were just going like 86 is close to 85. I didn't want to – it was unclear what you were going with there. I, I can't believe he's changing his name back. Like, does Chad Johnson have the same – I would never change my name. Like, does Chad Johnson not have bills? Like <laughs> – Credit cards and shit. Do you know how annoying know. that would be? Like a mailing address and your cable. I got to get all that shit set back up. Like I would never change my name in a million years. Changing your address <laughs> is a huge. Yeah, thing I don't move. I live in a shitty apartment that I hate, but I'm just not gonna move because I'm not getting a forwarding address and all that. I can't. Yeah, you don't have to deal with that stuff. No. Oh man, what a show! All right, Logan, you want to uh, you want to wrap things up with the haiku? Let's do it. All right. Chick-fil-A gayness The least valued customers Complaining is fun Nice work, uh, L Dog. There we go. Excellent. And uh, Andrew, thanks again for coming on the podcast, man. Where can uh, where can people check you out? Um, I have a like Twitter and at Andrew Slater. It's S L E I G H T E R, which throws people sometimes. Uh, website andrewslater.com. Check out shows on there. All right. Thanks again for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. For and of me. course, uh, we will be doing a comedy garage this Saturday night at Rafa's Lounge. It's a. Uh, <clears throat> 1836 West Sunset Boulevard starts at 10 o'clock. It's a, uh, a hell of a time. It's a really cool place. So uh, come on out, guys. You'll enjoy the show. And uh, thank you for listening to The Green Room. We do it live here every week on SeanTGreen.com. to SeanTGreen.com to access archive episodes and follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show. Also check out documentarylabel.com What he seen her walk by in them tight jeans